Continue on today in the book of John, chapter 18. I'm going to try to get through verses 28 through 40, talking about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ brought before Pontius Pilate. Before we go there, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we recognize you for who you are, the great I am, that nothing exists without you, that you're all in all. And we know today, Lord, you're supreme. Lord, you're sovereign, and you're almighty. And we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' holy and righteous name, that you would anoint your word, and it won't come back void, but we'll do that what you sent it to do, and touch the minds and the hearts of those that listen to this broadcast today. You see exactly where they're at, exactly what they're going through, and you know their need. And we know today that your word is not limited, Lord, to a building, but, Lord, your word is powerful and quick and sharper than a two-edged sword and cuts asunder and divides we ask you, Lord, to anoint this broadcast for your glory, for your glory. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. John chapter 18, beginning verse 28, Jesus brought before Pontius Pilate. He had already been before the Sanhedrin. Uh, they had moved him on to, to Pilate. Their desire was, of course, to see him crucified, to see him die. Their hatred Towards this man was horrendous. They were blinded, the Bible says. You can read in the last part of Isaiah chapter 6. They were judicially blinded to who he was because of their of their staunch rejection of him. Uh, the Word of God says if you reject him, then it gets harder. Your heart becomes more hardened. Um, uh, the Word of God says that my spirit, when I always strive... With man, many people think I'm going to get saved when I want to. No, you won't get saved unless the Spirit of God draws you and deals with you. Psalmist David said, "Who are we that God is mindful of us that He would even consider us?" But He loves us. We were made in His own image. We were special to Him, and the Bible says we were wonderfully and beautifully and miraculously made. And His eyes and His heart is towards us. This is why He sent His only begotten Son that the whole world although perishing, might live and have everlasting life. For God so loved this world. So the Lord brought before Pilate, John 18, verse 28. Then led they Jesus from from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment. It was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but they might eat the Passover. They were still holding on to their religion and their traditions. The Savior of the world, the Messiah, the Messiah that they had been waiting for, by the way, uh, was there. Of course, we know that in part they rejected him. 
And this speaks, of course, of Pilate's judgment hall. Verse 29, Pilate, he, Pilate was, was the appointed governor of Caesar, the viceroy of that area. <clears throat> he was, his, his job was to, to keep order and peace and to hold down chaos by whatever means uh, that was at his what disposal. And, um, and he was answerable to Caesar, uh, which probably wasn't a light task. Uh, John eighteen twenty eight. Pilate then went out unto them and said, "What accusation bring you against this man?" Uh, there again, he went out to them because they were coming into him because they would be defiled. They was about ready to partake of the Passover, and the Passover in the flesh was standing before them. John eighteen thirty. They answered and said unto him, "If he were not a malefactor or a criminal." He would not have, we would not have delivered him up before. In other words, you know, we didn't bring him. Uh, he's, he's not an innocent man, what they're saying. Uh, he's not, he is an evil doer, doer. And um, they didn't want Pilate to judge him. They wanted uh, uh, Pilate to execute him because of the judgment that had already been passed on him, illegally, by the way, uh, by them. And, of course, we know that his crime in their eyes, was he claimed to be the son of God or equal with God. In their eyes, that was blasphemy. Once again, they did not recognize who he was. <clears throat> John uh, John eighteen thirty one. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. So we see what was going on here. They had already condemned him in their hearts, and they they wanted him dead. Sentence in their in their eyes have already <clears throat> been passed, and he was to be crucified according to their uh, their their judgment. This is the religious crowd, the Sanhedrin, uh, the traditionalist, uh, the prideful. Jesus said that you're. Uh, Dead men bones, he said. He said, on the outside you look pretty, but on the inside your sepulchers are empty and dead men's bones. In other words, uh, their religion was not going to hold them and keep them. It certainly did not, as it never will. Never will. Verse thirty-two. That the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Okay. This did not take him by surprise. They knew what he knew what was going to happen. He knew what he came to do. He just got to praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, asking God for strength to do what he needed to do. The Bible says he came. He came to die. He was not murdered. He was not assassinated. He 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 was a the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The answer for our dilemma today, I've said this many times, is not political, not not uh, not economical, but it's spiritual. And sin is the problem that eats at the core of the world. The Bible declares that the wages of sin is and always will be death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
What we see going on in the world today is a product of the fall, is a product of sin. It's part partly to the rejection of God and God's ways. And his way is Jesus Christ. Now there's been much controversy down through the years and many talk show hosts, you know, have, have got them said, well, is there more than one way? And maybe pointed to more than one way and got other people under to even state that there, there's more than one way, but the Bible said there isn't. The Bible said there's only one way. Well, if you believe this book, then you're closed minded. This book book will survive the ages. Still the bestseller in this time, in this pandemic age, if you want to call it that, uh, Bibles are flying off the shelf along with everything else. The people are grasping for the word of God. There's uh, pictures in the media today of, of people worldwide in the streets, my Lord, bowing to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because he's the answer today. He's the answer to man's dilemma, and man's dilemma is sin. All of sin to come short of the glory of God. So what can wash away my sins and your sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me and you whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that cleanses white as snow. And the blood will never, ever lose its power. What's the answer today? It's Jesus Christ. Read that verse again. The he that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. In John twelve thirty one. now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out or revealed. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he would die. He came for a reason, for a purpose. The Bible said he was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil, that he might be a mediator, a reconciler between God and man. That he might take the hand of God and place it in the hand of man, and man not die. Because there's no way that that men can go into the presence of a thrice holy God. Isaiah chapter 6 says, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple and the supernatural beings were flying around saying, holy, 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 a thrice holy God. And his reaction was, I am a man of unclean lips. It wasn't, look, how many churches I go to or how many Sunday school pens I have or what position I hold in the church or what title I have in front of my name or what church I'm affiliated with. No, he said, I am a man of unclean lips. He stripped everything from him, his pride, who he wanted to be, what he was in his own mind. And all of a sudden there was a revelation as he stood before God Almighty of how undone and unclean he was. And we know the scripture reads that the remedy was the angel of the Lord took the the hot <clears throat> coals off the brazen altar and placed it on the lips of Isaiah. Said, Whom shall I send? And he was cleansed by the power of God. That was a type of Jesus Christ. The only cleansing agent there is that have washed away the sins of men is the blood, the sacrifice on the cross of Jesus Christ. So he knew what death he was going to die. He knew that he was going to stand, him being just within himself, totally righteous, no guile, 
found in his mouth, stood before unrighteous and unjust men to be judged. Well, that's going to be a reversal for too long. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords will, uh, the Bible says, carry out two judgments. One is the judgment seat of Christ for the born again for the believers, and the ju- and the white throne judgment is which the one we don't want to be at. He will pass the eternal judgment. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, because I knew you not. John eighteen thirty three. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him. They ask him a question, art thou the king of the Jews? Art thou the king of the Jews? This is why he was brought there. He uh, he told him, in essence, I'm your Messiah. I'm the one you're looking for. And they said, well, we're, uh, we're children of Abraham. He said, well, if you are children of Abraham, then you would know me because Abraham looked for me. I'm searching for me even when he died. He said, thus, you're not the children of Abraham. You're the children of your father, the devil. That's pretty strong language, but that's what he said. It jolted them, I'm sure, and, of course, angered them uh, because they were so bound by their religion, so bound by their traditions, so bound by keeping the law which he came to fulfill, which no man could keep anyhow. And they added on. There was non, non-written things that, you know, uh, I forget, 800 and some odd, odd things that, were, that, that weren't spoken. There was a spoken law and the non-spoken law. Whenever man gets religious, he just gets on a roll and invents things that uh, people ought to do, which the Bible says that they can't keep themselves. Okay. Keeping on that which they could not keep themselves. John 18, 34, Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee? In other words, did my enemies tell you? Or do you, uh, do you think within your own heart that I am the king of the Jews? And then that's why you ask this question. John 18, 36, he says a powerful statement here. Jesus said, my kingdom, my kingdom. So we see here that Christ has a kingdom. The Bible says in the kingdoms of this world, okay, all those that have been from the beginning of time, which, by the way, Daniel said that God raises up and allows to be raised up and takes down, that God in his sovereignty is still in charge. He, he, has, he didn't create everything and then just step back and leave it by its own means. No, he's totally involved. What's going on even today in 2020? My kingdom is not of this world. Why does the Bible and why does Jesus teach that we are to come out of this current age, this current system? To what degree, preacher, do we come out to, to the degree he leads us out? The Bible says, walk in the light as you have the light. Salvation's personal. And personally, I don't think you could ever get too close to God. Paul said, I haven't arrived yet. He said, I haven't ascertained. He said, he, he said I've, got a, I've got a long way to go. But he said, I know this one thing, leaving those things that are behind. He said, I count it all but lost. That I might gain Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. 
Because left to our devices, left to our strength, we have none. The Bible says that Jesus Christ in us is the hope of glory. My kingdom is not of this world. If, if my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from hence. See, Jesus was. He is the I am. The Bible teaches that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, the Word, the Logos. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. With the Word was God, and the Word was with God. John 1.14 says, and the Word became flesh. He said, if my kingdom of this world, then I would take it, which he will. He will soon. But not at that, that particular time. It wasn't the season. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall what? Stand forever. This is a picture of the the stone made without hands coming off the mountain and hitting the ten toes of Nebuchadnezzar's vision. Now all the kingdoms of this world come toppling down and the kingdom of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be ushered in. The Bible says he's going to rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron. Jesus Christ has come in seven years of tribulation. After seven years of tribulation, it could be 1,000 years of the millennial, a time the earth has never, ever seen, a time of prosperity, a time of goodness, a time of healing. The Bible says a person 100 years old in the mortal will only be a baby. Well, Jesus Christ will rule. Wow. Can you imagine? Can can. Can you look beyond what's going on today in our world and, 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 and by faith receive what the Word of God is saying about the future of the believers? And the Bible says after a thousand years, Satan will be loose for a season and a time he will once, once again finally be judged, cast into the bottomless pit, and the eternal righteous kingdom of Jesus Christ will go on forever. That's the future. That's the future. What's the future hold, preacher? What I'm telling you. The things that are going on now are temporary. This too shall pass. There needs must be, though, to fulfill the word of God in a lot of things. And we can look around and see that this age is about to end. When? I don't know. And you don't know. And no man knows. But I just read to you here a week or so ago that that Jesus said that that or Paul said that these days should not come upon us as a thief. Because we should have enough discernment that when you see these things come to pass, look up for your redemption. Draw up nigh. So he said if he was, as the Jews claimed him to be, a, uh, a uh, insurrectionist, that that his followers would already took up swords and banned in an army, banned in a group, overthrew Rome. 
sent him sent him back to Rome and set up his kingdom. But the timing was not then. He came this time to sacrifice to be the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Habakkuk 2.14, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is a scripture pertaining to the millennial reign. Jesus Christ shall rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron. Verse 37, John 18, 37, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? <laughs> Jesus answered, Thou sayest I am a king. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I would bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Hmm. See, a what correlation here? Uh, uh, that we are bound to the truth if we accept the truth. The truth is evident to us if we receive the truth and put on Jesus Christ. The Bible says the truth will set us free. He said, I was born for this reason. He's talking about the incarnation. Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, there's a lot that don't believe in the virgin birth. But, sorry. Bible says it happened, it happened. And many people say, well, you, if, if you believe this book, you're closed-minded. No, this book is alive. The Bible says all 66 books were inspired of the Holy Spirit. The men wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost of God. Verse 38, Pilate said unto him, what is truth? And when he had said this, he meant he went out again to the Jews and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. And he said what is truth, and he didn't even hang around to get an answer. He just went out again and said, Hey, I don't find I find a reason to kill this man. And he knew that Christ was not guilty of treason against Rome. Or any other type of infraction. There's nothing wrong with this man. He was the perfect lamb, the innocent lamb of God. He was there on trumped up charges. He told them the truth. I am the son of the living God. They didn't receive him. They said he was a blasphemer. According to their law, he was to be killed. See, see, Pilate's wife had a dream. And she warned him. She said, uh, don't, don't have no part in what's going on with this man. Verse 39. But ye have a custom that I should release unto you one of Passover. He thought this would be an out. Well, there, ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews. Verse 40. Then cried they all again, saying, not this man, but who? Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a robber. He's wanting to let the man go. He's torn. He's a politician. He has to answer the people, and he has to answer the wrong. He has to keep uh, up a good appearance before those that placed him in, in, in that office. 
They said, not this man, but Barabbas. And Barabbas was a robber, a killer. Um, and they chose him. Matthew 27, Matthew 27, 25 said, answered all the people and said, his blood be on us and on our children. The blood of Jesus Christ does not carry out vengeance and what punishment is the blood the blood of Abel does, but it brings reconciliation. The Bible says Abel's blood cried out from the earth. Jesus' blood cries out reconciliation, salvation, healing, and deliverance. So next time in chapter 19, we're going to talk about doing crowning with thorns or he begins his passion, which he began his passion actually in the garden. And we're right right in line with the season. Passover season. So Christ was rejected. Maybe by some of the same ones he laid hands on. I don't know. Maybe maybe some of the same ones that cried, Hosanna, Hosanna, God help us. God bring us deliverance. But now it was going to happen what he was called to do. The Bible says, for this reason was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So in this season and in this time, grasp this book. Take time as, as the world has been slowed down significantly. Take, take this time. And read the word of God. This, the Bible says in these pages, in this, in, in this book, you will find salvation. This book, as you read it, will read you. It will dissect you. It will reveal who you are. And it's the truth of God. And it is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword and cuts asunder and divides. But we know it's just not a story. He, he went on to to hang on the cross, to die. He dropped his head and said, it is finished. Was laid in a borrowed tomb of Joseph Arimathea. And on the third day, the Bible says, was resurrected in power and in glory. Walked about for a season. In the book of Acts, it records, he went out <clears throat> and ascended into heaven. And the angel of the Lord said to those standing around, why do you men stand gazing? The same Jesus which you see ascending will descend in like manner. And the Bible declares he sits by the right hand of the Father right now, making intercession for me and for you. God's totally aware of what's going on in the world. The Son of God sits by his right hand. Is forever in touch with our what infirmities, our advocate, our go-between, our lawyer, our mediator because of what he did. The middle wall partition has been torn down, giving us access into the Holy of Holies to bring our petitions, to make our prayer heard. Because when we come before God Almighty, he doesn't see us. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ with him, our righteousness, because we have none. The Bible said this, but filthy rags, our righteousness. So do you know Jesus Christ today? Have you went back on Jesus Christ? Do you want to get closer to Jesus Christ? The Bible says, call in the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. If you want to accept him today, the Bible says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Repent. Make a conscious decision to turn and go in a different direction. Denounce all evil. 
Ask him to come into your heart and your life. Truly tell him with a godly sorrow, Lord, I'm sorry. Become Lord of my life. Sit on the throne of my heart. Lead me and guide me the rest of my days to where you want me to be. Things are wrapping up. <clears throat> These are the days that the preachers in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s have been preaching that Jesus is coming soon. Many think we're heading for a third great awakening. I pray that we do. I pray revival sweeps this world, sweeps this land. But the Bible says there's a purging that takes place. The judgment begins at the house of God. He first must deal with his people. Get us back to the altar. Get us back to the reality of who Jesus Christ is. Throw aside every bit of pablum in, in the world and and. and and raise up again behind our pulpits and preach the truth, which is Jesus Christ, and preach him crucified, and tell people he is the only way, unto God the Father, that he is our salvation and our hope. The Bible says all things were made by him and for him. There was nothing made that was not made of him. Do you know Jesus Christ today? And the Word of God says, when you receive him, then the comfort of the Holy Ghost comes in. will lead us and guide us into all truth and all righteousness. And you can seek the infilling of, of the Holy Spirit. Ask him, say, Lord, I want all of you, all of you. And the Word of God says, whatever you ask of the Father, he's not going to give you a rock. Just like an earthly father will not give a child a rock when he asks for a loaf of bread. Will not give him a serpent when he asks for a fish. The Bible says if you're broken and contrite, humble yourself before God, then he will receive you. He'll never receive a prideful, holy spirit. He'll never receive anybody that comes before him and tell, uh, try to tell him what, what needs to be done. Because the Bible says our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. Are, his ways are so far above us. But the answer today for the world is Jesus Christ. He's the answer the creator of all things, the lover of my soul and your soul, my Savior, my Lord, and my Master. We praise you and we give you honor in Jesus' name today. Cry out, seek him while he may be found. And the Bible says, whosoever shall call on his name shall be delivered and shall be set free. You bring salvation, bring healing to your body, peace to your mind. He was chastised. For our peace of mind, he gives us not the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. This is the day of mercy. This is the day of grace. Don't let it pass you by. There's coming a day when the last song will be sung, the last message will be preached, and the judgment of God, or the wrath of God. If you read Revelation, you believe what this book says. There's coming a time and an age. You think it's bad now? This is nothing compared to what's coming during that seven-year tribulation period that's coming on the face of the earth. I know there's arguments when and how and all this and the ins and the outs, but it says it's coming. And Jesus said it's a time 
that men have never, ever seen before. Luke said that men's hearts will fail them for the sea come on the face of the waves and the seas roaring, roaring nature out of control, an increase of earthquakes and natural disasters. And the bottom line is today, are you ready? Are you ready? This place is temporary. The body you walk in is temporary. The point under man was to die, and then the judgment. Do you know Jesus Christ today? Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to preach your word. And we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that, Lord, you bring salvation and healing and deliverance. And whosoever shall call on your name today, God, you know their very need today. You know you can go to the core of their need because you're touched with their infirmities. Father, you love them and you'll reach out. You said your arm is not shortened, and neither is your, your, either is your, your cauliflower. You cannot hear the cries of your people. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that your anointing be on this be on this message today, that people will be healed, they'd be saved and delivered, lives will be restored, miracles would happen, signs and wonders would follow. Lord, because you said in the last days, you'll pour out of your spirit upon all flesh. And Lord, we know we're living in the last days. We want to honor you. We want to give you praise. We want to thank you today that you're mindful of us. Search us, O oh Lord. Whatever you find in us is contrary, remove it. Remove it. We call on your name today. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ. And we lift up Jesus Christ that all men will be drawn into you. We thank you for these things in Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time.